Good evening, morning, afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening to this, and welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, the podcast for all things Thomas the Tank Engine, Shining Time Station, and all other associated properties. I'm Tony. And I'm Orion. And we are here to be your guides through the Thomas universe, or at least most of it. And uh, of course, it's uh, if you're listening to this uh, on the uh, date of release, it's Christmas time. So it is uh, sometime in late December, and it's around Christmas. So we are doing the second of two Christmas specials. Uh, the first one we did was uh, the Shining Time Station episode, Tis a Gift. But now we're moving on and doing commentaries of the first two Thomas uh, Christmas episodes. And those would be Thomas's Christmas Party and Thomas and the Missing Christmas Tree. So uh, starting off, of course, with the season one finale, Thomas's Christmas Party. And... So load up whatever format you are watching this on, whether it's VHS, DVD, other formats. And uh, you can go ahead and press play now. So. Technically, of course, this would, well, this would be the first, the first Christmas episode, but the last episode of season one. Right, absolutely, and um, uh, I, it's. I'm not sure if it's one of my favorites necessarily from from season one, but I, I think it's a good episode. Um, oh yeah, I I think I like the opening of the episode more than I like um, the the rest of the episode. Um, I like the opening going past uh, Mrs. Kindly's cottage, and I, I like the music here. Um, and I right. like the, um, in a moment, we'll get to the scene of the sheds and they have the flashback with the landslide, um, which of course is a, you know, is a reference to the, the railway series story, Mrs. Kindly's Christmas. Yeah. Um, but, um, and of course this was based on, this was, uh, a story that was conceived by, uh, by, um, by Britt Alcroft and David Mitten and then was put uh, put in into print by the Reverend W. Audrey he came out of retirement to write this yes. book um, that was published in conjunction with the you know this episode airing essentially um, he right. was promoting this as, at the same time that they were promoting the the premiere of the of the first series in the UK so um, but it, it's uh, I've never I've never read that particular book um, but it's uh, but this is a, a nice story. Right, it is. It in, it is the only episode uh, of the show not to have been written specifically as part of the Railway series, even though it is written by the Reverend W. Audrey, and it is written in the format of a Railway series story, kind of, but with a TV series canon. Now, of course, saying that season one is based entirely on the Railway series, so there's not really any major changes to continuity in this episode right of course and they and something similar would happen with the thomas comes to breakfast version of 
for the second season, which we'll get to. And then, of course, right. the Christopher Audrey story of Thomas the Missing Christmas Tree. So, right. um, uh, which which we'll talk about in just a few moments. Um, Indeed. But this is a little bit of stock footage there from uh, of the men shoveling from yes. Thomas Terrence in the Snow or Terrence the Tractor for U.S. audiences. Yes. I've always, I know it's been gone for a good minute or so now. I've always found it really interesting how shiny the engines are in the shed. Uh, we we never see them that shiny in most of season one. And maybe it's just the snow reflecting off of the paint, but they look really shiny. All of the engines look really shiny this episode. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly it's the, the light reflecting off of the snow or something like that or um Right. But I, I also something I really enjoy with the um, with that shed scene, um, which, of course, we're we're past now. But I yes. love the scene, the shed. I, I just like the I've always liked the angle on Thomas from below looking up at the signal box. Right. Um, that's always been been quite nice. And we never really see that angle again. No. From that one. And of course, here's uh, Sir Topham Hat standing on some Legos. Yeah, it's uh, it is interesting the way that they made that podium out of Lego for him, and then the the like the Christmas tree lights, yes, <laughs> that are lining the the rest of it. Um, I love the little Santa hats on all of the uh, all of the funnels or smokestacks, whatever. You want yeah, to those are those are those are very fun, and. Um, we're currently listening to the George Carlin narration, which is, is yes. my preferred narration of this episode. I think Same. this is one of his best of, oh, yes. of, um, of series one. Um, it just, it's very enthusiastic narration in this episode. Um, oh, yes. And, uh, but it's interesting. If you listen to the George Carlin version, you can hear Ringo Starr's singing uh, can, underneath his, his track, which is quite interesting. <laughs> it is. Uh, presumably... You know, I mean, George Carlin doesn't really sing it all that much, I would think. But uh, so, so it does. It does make sense in a way. But it is just funny that for the U.S. release, we have the U.K. narrator singing. Right. <laughs> so, but that's Thomas. Uh, Thomas's Christmas party. Um, great episode, I think. And uh, of course, it's our first exposure to Christmas on Sodor. Um, and uh, so we move on to our next exposure to that, and that would be Thomas and the Missing Christmas Tree, which was written by Christopher Audrey uh, in a very similar vein to the reason the Reverend W. Audrey wrote uh, Thomas's Christmas Party. Uh, but we'll begin the episode, and uh, you can press play now. So another one of my favorite George Carlin narrations um, yeah. from season two, um, not one of my favorite episodes from season two. I know this is, this is often a fan favorite. Um, it is in, in polls and uh, you know, across the years in general discussion. Um, you know, it's interesting you and I having been in the fandom now for you know, quite a long time, over 10 yes. years. Oh, um, yes. Uh, almost 12 or 13 years it, it is quite interesting to see um that some episodes have stayed as popular as ever and then some episodes change this one has right. pretty much always been a favorite of fans as far as i 
notice, but it, right. it's never, I've never really changed my opinion on it. It's never one that I've just been super ecstatic about. I think that this, that it, it, I just find the story kind of odd. Um, and yeah. I'm, uh, I like some of it, but a lot of it, I just don't really right. care for. Um, it, it's an okay episode. Uh, again, it, it, like with you, it's not one of my favorites. Uh, season two, of course, is one of the fandom's favorite, is probably the fandom's favorite season, or at least the older fandom. Uh, two and four are kind of mixed together, but with the elder members of the fandom, some of the eldest members, there, their favorite's always been two, which, which makes sense, because as we've said in previous episodes, it's what they grew up with, whereas we grew up with season four, and so... Right, absolutely. Um, that shot of the of the telephone poles, um, yes, being uh, you know, uh, you know, knocked down by the snow, and right. the 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 howling of the wind always kind of gave me the chills as a kid. Yeah. Um, now, I, by contrast, because we mentioned that neither of us have the book of Christmas Party. I actually do have the book version of Thomas and the Missing Christmas Tree. And it's interesting. Now, obviously, they only have four and a half minutes to do an episode, but it's interesting how much gets got not changed, per se. Like, some stuff got left out in the translation from book to film in that there was an entire discussion amongst Gordon, Henry, Donald, and Douglas about what happened to Thomas. Uh, before Donald and Douglas are sent out to rescue him. Um, so having having read the book and seen the story, it's it's just interesting to notice the little differences in the from book to screen. The shot of Thomas covered in the snow made me laugh. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the when he blows off all the snow. Um that's always been very fun. I like the little music cue there as well. Yeah. Well, it's a Christmassy version of a cue that's used in season two quite a bit. Well, I, I was actually referring to the cue when he's being pulled out of the snow. Um, oh, that one. That one. I thought you meant to put it going across the vibe. But the, yeah, but the wrong road cue or you know, whichever, right. whichever cue you want to call that. Um, exactly. I always just associate it with wrong road. But that's, yes. um, but that's a, a nice... Um, that's definitely a nice uh, cue as well. And again, yeah, modified for Christmas. This is, it's interesting watching these episodes back to back because they both, you know, they both kind of end with them going to a dark station and then all of a sudden it's lit up and they're all wearing Santa hats. And um, of course in in Tom's Christmas party, it's a shed, but in this one, it's, it's the Timmas station set, which as we know, got a lot of mileage in that season. Yes. Now, now something that's interesting and, um, our, um, our our fellow podcasters at the Right on Track podcast mentioned this when they covered this episode. It's interesting that Diesel is there. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I think they were just uh, they just had some filler. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, engines that they were putting in there, but that's uh, it is strange that they they left him in there. Um, but Daisy is not there now. I know that Daisy and Boko shared face masks and so that's probably why uh, that's probably why they didn't uh, do why they didn't have Daisy there but it, it is interesting how Diesel is there but Daisy isn't right and this what's interesting is is I think 
maybe part of my problem with Thomas and the Missing Christmas Tree is that it's an episode that's that it feels like the plot is it's so frustratingly confined to the four and a half minute time frame. Yes. That I, I feel like I would have enjoyed it more if it had been an episode that was uh you know that was played doubly as long or something like that. Of course they they never did that, um which no. is which is quite interesting. But um that they never had any sort of longer episodes or double double length episodes um or anything like that um well not at this time at least <laughs> no not yeah not not that time but um but i feel like that's an episode that could have benefited from a longer time i i have to completely agree and maybe it's just because i have read the book it the story doesn't change that much but there's a lot i shouldn't say a lot because there's really not that much but there is some stuff from the book that could have benefited from being in the episode as well and it it does i do agree it does feel frustratingly short right and it's not even just it's not even just the lack of material that was adapted from the book to the screen in that case it's more just that just the way that the story is it, it feels so confined it does even without knowing that there was other source material for it you know right. it's just it's something about it has always bothered me so right i know what you mean but uh well, that episode has ended, and well, that ends uh, this these commentaries on them. So, uh, Thomas and the Missing Christmas Tree, not one of the better episodes, in my opinion, but uh, pretty decent, I would say. Uh, it's a nice little Christmas special for the end of season two, because they wanted to end it the same way as season one. And so, you know, but uh, not one of my favorites. But, uh, but that's okay. So, and uh, as I said, that ends uh, those episodes, and that actually ends talking Thomas for this year. Um, I'm gonna take a little, little break over the Christmas holidays and such, and then uh, once 2020 rolls around, we will. Uh, come back with more wonderful commentaries and uh, some other surprises as well. Absolutely. Um, we'll, we will be, uh, we can, we can guarantee you that we will be tackling uh, season two of, of Thomas. Um, and then yes. we might also um, be tackling some, uh, perhaps a sister series of Thomas and in, involving tugboats perhaps. Yes. Um, so we, but uh, we will definitely let you know, uh, stay tuned, follow us on Twitter at talking Thomas one on Facebook, talking Thomas. Um, and then um, you can also listen to us on anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google podcasts, uh, Apple podcasts, and uh, really anywhere that uh, the podcast can be found. And, and I do want to mention, I was going to mention this in the uh, previous episode when we commentaried Tis a Gift, we did in fact get a request for a different Shining Time Station episode, which we will get to in, in hopefully early 2020. We did get that request and we are going to be doing a commentary on that, uh, but we wanted to get the Christmas episodes out for the holidays, So, but we will get to that one. Absolutely. So yeah, please, please keep sending us more requests for, um, for specific episode commentaries um, uh, with, uh, 
specific shiny time station we are doing not in any particular order basically Um, so those are good episodes to request the thomas episodes we will we will get to pretty much all of the classic series thomas episodes at some point um yes so um, don't don't fret if, if we haven't gotten to your favorite episode yet. But exactly. uh, but absolutely, feel free to give us a like, uh, share us, yes. and uh, check us out on, as I said, Twitter, Facebook, and anywhere else you can find us on on social media and on uh, any podcast platform. Exactly, and uh, with Shining Temptation, as you said, we are going um, in no particular order. Um, and so those are the best episodes to ask for because we're really only going to do like the tentpole episodes that we think are uh, that we think are the highlights of the series. We might do full series retrospectives at some point, but that's not going to be any time in the near future. So, but um, thank you so much for listening, and uh, just want to say uh, from uh, from myself and uh, uh, I just want to say. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And thanks for listening to us throughout this, uh, you know, this latter half of 2019. We'll see you again in 2020.